Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Acts the 19th chapter verse 11 reads, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs or or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. A group of Jews traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits, they tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. Seven sons of Scarva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus, I know Paul, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. The story of what happened quickly spread throughout all Ephesus to Jews and Greek alike. A solemn fear descended on the city and the name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored. Many who became believers confessed their sinful practices. A number of them who had been practicing sorcery brought their incantation books and burned them at a public bonfire. The value of the books were several million dollars. So the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. I want to preach that really helps us where we're going in the months ahead. I want to preach this message, power to the people. Power to the people. Power to the people. And the word of the Lord is already blessed. Power to the people is nothing new. This stanza, this phrase, this thematic cause is a cultural expression. It's a political slogan that has been used in a variety of contexts. Some can remember in 1960, this popular phrase and slogan, all power to the people, happened when people would protest the rich, the ruling class that dominated the society. It was uh, even used by students in a form of pro-democracy when they protest against America's military campaign in Vietnam. Some can remember in the mid-1980s, power to the people movement arose even in another country in the Philippines when they began to oust their then authoritarian leadership who was Fernandin Marcos. He was ruling under what is called kleptocrat and he was espousing a constitutional authoritarianism government. They ousted him out and said power to the people. Even during uh, the apartheid in Africa and the anti-apartheid movement as people struggled in South Africa, 
Amanda um, um, Mandela and Matala were used frequently. Amandala and Matala were used frequently during speeches and rallies. People would say this all the time, and these words meant power to the people. They were protesting and said, we will not be under this oppression and we will not be taken advantage of. They will shout power to the people. The same phrase has even moved throughout music. John Lennon even wrote a song by James Brown saying power to the people, power to the people. It's been very popular even among a saxophonist named Joe Henderson. He released the album title Power to the People. A reggae band by the name of Big Mountain wrote even a song titled Power to the People. It represents that enough is enough and we're not going to sit here and live, leave beneath what we are called to do and power to the people has traveled through the hearts of many people no matter the country no matter where they are for years and for years will you help me say thank god for wikipedia thank god for wikipedia but in acts the 19th chapter we see that there is power to the people through the life of paul I believe this is power to the people, which is supreme power over every power and sphere of influence in the earth. We're about to see power to the people. I'm telling you, we're about to see God, and I already told y'all this week, that God will not be outdone. The Bible says that God is a jealous God. Tell somebody he's jealous. He has a right to be jealous. He's the one that created this world. He's the one that put it in motion. He's not going to allow a scientist to get all the credit for something that he created. I'm telling you, the Bible says that God is a show-off God. He's a jealous God. And he said, there'll be no other God beside me. And there's no other God before me. He will show himself strong. I want to submit to you, the Bible says, well, sin has abound grace has more abound truth gathers people visiting us you got to grab this principle in this season it comes from scripture the book of Romans it says well sin has abound grace has more abounded so what it means is God will not be un outdone by coronavirus God will not be outdone by the insurrection at the capitol God will not be outdone by the unrest and the need to protest God said I will not be outdone by sin the weakness of man the calamity he says I'm going to show myself strong and my glory is going to outweigh anything the devil has been trying to do God's getting ready to show off come on tell somebody God's getting ready to show off and so when I say get ready I don't mean no harm to those who already got a testimony because some people who got a testimony is saying he's doing it already but God is interested in showing off his power to the people God is demonstrating his power to the people through Apostle Paul what a great choice of a person to use as a demonstration of his power because Paul has a testimony of power Paul has a testimony of power uh, it says that Paul was walking down the wrong path but God did a right thing on the wrong path he was going about killing Christians crucifying Christians uh, taking Christians before judges saying that they were coming against the Roman government and Paul was guilty of having Christians murdered and killed 
But that same Paul, God interrupts his wrong direction. One day while he's walking down the Damascus Road, going about his journey, potentially on his way to do what he felt was right and felt what he needed to do. Here comes God, knocks him off his beast that he was riding and begins to introduce himself to them to say, I'm the one who has called you. You're going down the wrong path and I got purpose for you. And so who else God to use in Acts 19 but somebody he's already worked through. Oh, who else God to uh, God would use to tell the story and demonstrate his power but somebody that God has demonstrated a breakthrough. Paul found himself getting delivered and breakthrough on the Damascus road. He told Paul, it is hard for you to kick up against the pricks. What that means is the pricks was something that uh, the farmer would do or the herdsman would do to prick the cattle where he wanted to go. It was a rod with a needle on the end of it and it will kind of pierce that cattle and tell that cattle move over here and move over there. It was a way of moving a stubborn beast. And God says, it's hard for you, Paul, to move. Now, it's hard for you, Paul, to kick back. Kick back. An action of a bullheaded cattle will kick back when it don't want to go in a certain direction. But God said, I'm going to help you get where you got to be. And God will sometimes go after the most stubborn, the most hard-headed, the most prideful to say, I'm going to use you as a demonstration of my power. And I got news for somebody. I want to prophesy early in my message that somebody is listening to me and you're just like Paul. You're stubborn. You're bullheaded. But at the same time, you're gifted. You're called and you're intelligent. But God's going to prick you and God's going to push you somewhere you can never get by yourself and God's gonna change the course of your destiny now truth gathers I need y'all to go ahead and praise God for the person that God's getting ready to change <laughs> we believe God's gonna help you get to where you're supposed to be like he helped Paul it was all of a sudden change that happened on the road of Damascus. It's going to happen all of a sudden. When your friends see you again, you're going to be different. When your cousins see you again, the next family reunion, you ain't going to be under the tree uh, getting drunk. You ain't going to be under the tree on the next, not the next, not the next family reunion. Not the next family reunion. You ain't going to get in the car with your cousins and say, let's go for a ride. And y'all going to smoke out while you go ride. It ain't going to happen at the next one because something going to happen to you suddenly. God's going to shift your destiny from living in carnality, living in sin, being abused by the enemy, being taken advantage of of your godly purpose. And God's going to shift you just like he moved Paul into a holy calling. God's got a hit on your life. And God's about to come get what he want out of you. And God's about to bless your life. I'm prophesying to somebody. I'm telling you, Paul is demonstrating power to the people. The first thing that Paul does in chapter 19 is he begins to teach people. Because one of the things we find out is that people can't get unstuck until they're taught free. As much as sometimes people want to grow through some things, teaching is the thing that enables you to grow through it. Even if you got power, listen to this, even if God 
how empowers you and takes something from you if you don't get taught how to maintain it you will go back to where you come from so I believe it's not even good enough just to be delivered and not get teaching the Bible says in one scripture that, that the strong man could be bound you can bind the strong man cast the cast him out but if you don't put something inside the house to guard the house then he will come back with seven more and fill the room I believe what keeps you guarded hear me Holy Ghost hear me people what keeps you guarded from going back to what you come out of is good teaching good teaching will teach you how to maintain your deliverance how to maintain your freedom how to maintain your salvation it's not just good enough it's good but not good enough it's good but not good enough just to be delivered on day one you want to be delivered on Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday and the way you keep your deliverance is to get some good teaching you got to be taught you got to be taught freedom you got to be taught how to spread your wings and the first power to the people is teaching Paul says let me teach y'all something he finds believers at Ephesus and he says have y'all been filled with the Holy Ghost they say huh her or who or what we haven't even heard of a Holy Ghost he said y'all believers but y'all hadn't heard of the Holy Ghost it shows you that there are people who are believers but there are certain things they can't walk in because they haven't been taught of they were believers already we're not taking that away from them they had already been baptized in John the Baptist River we're not taking that away from them but people who are unlearned can never fulfill their destiny people who are not spiritually educated can never fulfill their full destiny can never walk in the things of God you got to become a student of righteousness you got to become a student of your destiny you got to become a student of your gift you got to be taught how to win battles you got to be taught how to hold your head up and he recognizes these people are missing a piece of their portion and their package of salvation so he begins to teach them how to walk free and he says have you received the holy spirit they say no he begins to explain that to them and move them to the place that he gives them impartation and they are filled with the Holy Ghost they begin to speak in tongue and prophesy they were already believers but they needed to move further in the salvation process and there are people who are saved but don't believe in the Holy Ghost they are saved they love Jesus they believe Jesus died they accepted Jesus on the cross but they are still incomplete of what access stay here in Jerusalem until you be endued with power and I'll tell y'all the truth what really makes the difference in my life as far as a person who is saved is the Holy Spirit I'm telling y'all I would have been now Jesus I, I was about to say I would have been backslid been backslid but not only been backslid but I would have I stayed there if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit if it wasn't for the discerner knocking on my door and say you can't stay here if it wasn't for the Holy ghost giving me a will to fight have i told y'all my testimony oh i think i have if i didn't have a will to fight through every demon can i tell y'all the truth i really fought the devil after i got saved god when it was when it was before that it was a little fight but once i got saved that's when the fight was on when i got saved is when perversion flared up in my life that's when that lust demon went crazy they want me before before i got saved that thing was kind of kosher but once i got saved that thing wanted to take over me 
And if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost, I would have went back into my sin. I would have went back into my went back into my my stupor and my vomit and my foolishness. But the Holy Ghost is a fighter, and I'm here today because the Holy Ghost won the fight. I got anybody who will testify that the Holy Ghost won the fight. Ah, if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost. Oh, there's things you can do when you get the Holy Ghost. There are places you can win in the spirit when you get the Holy Ghost. And he began to teach them how to walk in power. It was power to the people. One of the things they had to be taught through is people in the kingdom of God need to be taught through half-truths, lies, and endless arguments about God. There are people stuck in half-truths lies and endless arguments about God. There are people stuck in things like once saved, always saved. And I say you once you save, you always save until you backslide. That's what I added to it to make it scriptural because there's no such thing that you can accept God on 1952 and this is 2021. You ain't mentioned his name since then. You ain't called his name. You ain't repented of all your sins. Since then you done robbed the bank. Since then you done did this and you done did that and you ain't repented again. You ain't asked God to cleanse you again but you talk about in 1952 I was baptized by Elder Moses Robinson over there in the murky waters of Wakulla. I don't care where you was baptized. I don't care who baptized your great granddaddy. I don't care if it was the priest or the pope who baptized you. It doesn't even matter. If you are living in sin, haven't repented of your sins after accepting Jesus, you are not in right state with Jesus. You are a backslider. Now he's still married to you, but you're not in right relationship to him. You left the house. He at home cooking dinner looking for you every day. He still got his ring on, but you done took your ring off and walked away. That's right teaching. And there are too many believers or Christians who are living a lifestyle of sin and haven't repented from it and somebody is making them feel good about what they what happened in 1952 uh, the real question is what has God done for you lately now come on if he ain't touched you lately if he ain't cleansed you lately and haven't reproved you lately you need to get a resume you need to refresh you need to update your resume and refresh and he hit F5 and let God refresh you all over again there are people stuck in all these type of teachings there are people stuck in these all types of teachings that don't move them and Peter and Paul here begins to teach and argue in the synagogue at Acts 19 to free the people from these type of teachings so they can live in what power see right teaching leads to right living Right teaching leads to right living. If you want to get taught right, you will start living right. Come on, teaching will help you. That's why we need the teacher in the body of Christ. People can explain what this book is saying. People get turned off. And I'm not saying something's wrong with the scripture, but when you ain't used to read and thus and thou and thee, amen, you just confused about what the verb was trying to say, what the subject of the matter, because time you done said ye, thee, thou, and thus, you're like, 
what in the world but people who can explain break it down and teach the word of God are so instrumental so many times we think we just need everybody to huff and puff the word of God we don't only just need people who can preach we need people who can break something down we need somebody who can explain something come on many of you have been to college and some of your worst professors and teachers is people who get in there and never explain nothing you don't listen to them lecture for 20 minutes and then explain nothing hallelujah but we have a need to be taught the things of God so God gave power to Paul to perform unusual miracles but what happens why miracles were able to come to pass is because they had a good foundation see the worst thing that happens with the body of Christ is when God starts doing miracles we don't have good teaching and then what we start seeking is signs and believers don't seek after signs signs are for unbelievers to believe and so what it's a bad tragedy when believers don't believe now you got believers looking after signs we got believers talking about gold dust coming out the air and all this kind of crazy stuff hey amen if it was some gold dust okay God, who got saved from it who came to Christ from the gold dust come on come on okay gold dust is in the atmosphere okay who where, where was the devil cast out from the gold dust who was transformed by the gold dust come on all this hoopla and all this big sensationalism and all this kind of stuff hallelujah Be, people get lifted up in pride and all this kind of foolishness but see with good teaching you can stay grounded when God does miracles and Paul began to perform unusual miracles through Paul so this is how power works power flows to help people with compassion everybody say compassion compassion and the working of miracles the first thing the power began to do in verse 12 says he took a handkerchief and aprons and when they touched his skin he will be able to take it from his skin and put it on people and people were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled and cast out these are not even people who love Jesus these people who need Jesus I said, Jesus just don't heal people who love him. We need a savior who can touch people where they are, even if they don't know him or like him. And Jesus will come and heal people with diseases. He will, be, he will be convinced that there was no other power but his power because he will heal somebody who, who was an atheist but had a, a, a disease that a doctor couldn't take care of. He will convert the Muslim because the Muslim had a circumstance that they've been serving Allah and nothing changed. I'm trying to tell you that Jesus has no boundaries on who he will heal through compassion. He will heal them with diseases. He began to show forth his heart for mankind that he loves everybody through compassion. And one of the ways that we begin to bring power to people is through compassion. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. There are too many people hurting. Even this morning as I got up, I read in Tallahassee Democrat, our local newspaper, how they're having a situation about with the home and what the homeless are going through immediately I begin to think about the 1,000 souls campaign we have uh, and how we could connect uh, what we're trying to do uh, to the millions and thousands or the hundreds uh, of people in our region who are suffering through homeless they are, are homeless and going through homelessness uh, and don't have a place to call home uh, and are wandering the streets uh, and many times it's a sign uh, that they're wandering in life uh, it's a sign of a symptom it's just a symptom of something else going on 
own in their life and I begin to think about what can we do about the wandering husband walking in the street what can we do about the wandering son what can we do about somebody's mother who's on the street somebody's auntie somebody's sister that they hadn't seen in many years don't know where they are didn't know they took a, a bus all the way to from Phoenix and somehow ended up in Tallahassee don't know where they've been what can we do do we got enough compassion to bring power to the people he began to work miracles and bring power to the people compassion to the people so much so that people begin to see that Jesus can change anything in the midst of this great move of God God through Paul we see a demonstration where seven sons of Sceva thought that they can do what Paul did one reason the Bible tries to give an example why they thought they could do it is because their daddy was a priest sometimes people think they can do certain things with God because of who your daddy is and who your mama is and but I'm gonna tell you something in the kingdom it don't work like that you got to know God for yourself and these men went about to cast out this evil spirit upon this man who was demon-possessed and as they went to cast out uh, this spirit the, the spirit replied to these men and said uh, God Jesus I know I heard about Jesus because we've been cast out by the power of Jesus we've been cast out by the name of Jesus Jesus I know Paul I know I recognize Paul how does it let me teach you a little bit how does the demon reckon know Paul because Paul knows Jesus see let me tell you something you can't cast out a devil in the name of a person Jesus Jesus that you don't spend time with if you don't spend time in fellowship with Jesus if you don't worship Jesus if you don't call upon his name if you don't read his word you are unauthorized to try to use his name to cast out a devil and, the, and this demon the demon say the demon tried to tell y'all what's wrong with y'all the demon tried to teach a lesson in the midst of the demon said let me teach here let me teach you what it's like when you ain't got no fellowship let me teach you what it's like when you ain't got no prayer life let me teach you what your life is like huh what you mean and that demon jumped on him rat a tat 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 and that demon jumped on him and taught them a lesson and I'm telling you I'm not picking at these men because there are many people walking the streets who are getting ratty tat tat beat up and battered by demons their life are a mess because demons are badgering them they can't sleep at night they have no peace they have nightmares every night they have schizophrenia bipolar and some of these diseases are actually demon infused I said some of these diseases are demon infused and some of these afflictions are demon possessed and there are people who are oppressed they can't go to work they can't make a living they can't do what they should be able to do if they can just keep their mind clear they can think long enough to do what God has called them to do they can fulfill their destiny but demons have overwhelmed their lives and this is what happened when you don't know Jesus and so the demons begin to teach a lesson that you got to have power the demons begin to teach a lesson that you got to have power you can't just kind of grandfather yourself in that was one of the problems they had during the bible days is people thought they was grandfathered in when, 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 when John the Baptist would start teaching on baptism there were people who came and said we don't need no baptism we already in this thing we already got grandfathered in because our father Abraham he said you, you ain't no sons of Abraham you were you were at like the sons of Abraham you generation of vipers who had told you to 
to come here for repentance. Bring therefore fruits of repentance. He began to tell them, y'all ain't right. You need deliverance. Because they'll think people who think they are grandfathered in to the things of God. But the truth of the matter is, one of the ways God shows power to the people, here it is, is he helps by showing the counterfeits. These seven men of Sceva were counterfeits. They didn't have the authentic raw power of God. They was hoping, they was wanting to be like Paul. They wanted to walk in power but they didn't have no power. They didn't have no relationship. They were counterfeits. And one of the things that God is going to do in this season, pay attention to me closely. Pay attention to me closely. Because there may be people that we love and appreciate but don't walk in real power. I'm telling you, God's going to separate the wheat from the tear. God's going to separate the counterfeits in this season. God will not be outdone. God going to separate the counterfeits and he showed them that these men are counterfeits they want to do the right thing but they don't have power to do the right thing come on and I'm telling you they and, and everybody was wondering what happened in this situation these men got beat up and beat up bad by this man now seven men I'm gonna tell you something seven men and I'm tell you something many times when people are demon possessed they have supernatural power but all supernatural power is not godly there is demonic supernatural power and many times when a person is demon possessed they'll have supernatural power that they can overpower one man overpowered seven men that he beat them stripped them naked and they ran home naked it means that he embarrassed the word naked means embarrassed he embarrassed this demon embarrassed them and there are many people living in shame but Jesus comes to heal you there are many people embarrassed because of sin but Jesus comes to rescue you there are many people who've been stripped belittled stepped on by the devil but God has an answer for your life the devil has treated you rough the devil has wrecked your life wrecked your marriage you got with the wrong people you snuffed the wrong thing you've been in the wrong places you done lost your job you almost done lost your mind but Jesus saves and Jesus delivers oh somebody say Jesus saves and Jesus delivers uh, he begins to show power by showing the counterfeits but there's something else I gotta say to the people of God because even as we preach and we teach I want you to understand that the gospel ministry we are in the gospel ministry we are not inspirational speakers we are not we are not life coaches we are not I didn't say you couldn't be inspirational and I didn't say you can't be a life coach but the preaching and the teaching of the gospel is not a life coach don't get it mixed up that's okay but that's secular uh, inspirational messages are great people need to be inspired but to be called to preach and teach the gospel is not an inspirational speaker come on that stuff is secular and it still works but it don't work like the sacredness to be we preached and teach the gospel is a sacred calling it comes with power it comes with demonstration I told you earlier that Paul first taught but teaching ain't the only
only thing that we are empowered to do through the Holy Ghost. We don't just teach, we demonstrate. We walk in power. We walk in prophecy. We unfold the plans of the enemy. We spoil his plans. And so there are too many preachers, I feel the Holy Ghost on my back, who have changed in the sacredness of the calling to preach. And all they want to be is a life coach now. All they want to be is inspiration. You know why? Because they're interested in money. They're interested in notoriety. But preaching this gospel will get you in trouble. Preaching this gospel will get you in warfare. It's a sacred calling and it ain't always pretty. See, preaching the gospel, I can't always make you feel good. Sometimes I got to get up in your stuff. Sometimes I got to preach with love now. I've been teaching on that this week. We don't preach in a way that condemns people. We preach in a way that convicts people. There's a difference. Condemnation tells you where you can't go. Conviction tells you where you're on your way to. And we don't preach to people to put them down. We preach to people to pick them up. And the Bible teaches us how to preach. When we preach, we speak the truth in love. I've been teaching all week. If you don't love people, hush your mouth. I've been teaching all people. If you don't love people, be quiet. Don't preach if you don't love people. Don't get up on the sacred desk if you don't like people. Because the calling is for people. If you talk about I don't like people, I don't, I don't like people. You need to get delivered. Don't you grab another mic till you like people. Don't you grab another mic till you appreciate that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Hush you your mouth until you start loving people this is a sacred calling hey Shia, it's a sacred calling we ain't no life coaches while well, we can coach your life we ain't no inspirational speakers while well, we can speak inspirational things this is not secular this is sacred and i'm telling there are too many preachers in the body of christ who have taken off the holy road and they've only settled to be a secular preacher who can inspire people every Sunday and all they look forward to inspire people can I tell you the truth people don't always grow by inspiration because sometimes there are things in our lives need to be removed and then come on you can be inspired all day but until you get correction sometimes come on inspiration ain't the only flow sometimes it's correction and sometimes we got to correct stuff before we can grow no 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 let's get some teaching let's get this thing corrected I ain't got no towel sus come on let's get this corrected hallelujah they want me to look good for TV and I want to look good somebody give me a towel so I can look good while I'm preaching I wipe this sweat so no sweat get in my eye so I won't see much talk. I see my scriptures. Hallelujah. Y'all know I'm live in a moment. Glory to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But I'm telling you, we got to preach this word. It's not secular. It's sacred. And God did this by tearing down the counterfeit. If we're going to get power to the people, we got to get people. God got to get people. Listen to hear me. Hear me clearly. And even as I teach and preach, I have to keep my own self in alignment with God. So I don't preach to others and myself become a castaway. But I want you to know very truthfully, there are people who are blocking the floor of God. I thank you, sir. I appreciate, appreciate you, sir. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And there are people, thank you so much again. There are people who are not interested in real gospel ministry anymore. Thank you, sir. I got so many assistants around here. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you. I'm better now. Come on, y'all. I'm better. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. But there are too many people. Listen, I got to slow down because God wants me to speak his heart. He's disappointed in some segments of the body of Christ because we are preached and try to talk to people and inspire people. And we know they need correction. And there are too many people turning in the sacred robe, the sacred holy thing to be inspirational. Let me tell you something to be called to preach and the teacher and the minister in the gospel the number one person to help love other people you got to love yourself because after you get rejected for doing the right thing you can't go home and have no depression you can't go home and not feel good about yourself because on that Sunday you had to get up and give a word of correction or that Sunday you had to teach something that people's appetite wasn't used to you know if you only feed your kids what they like they'll never grow properly next thing you wake up they eight years old and they teeth rotten they got silver caps all over the place and you wondering why they got silver caps all over the place because uh, you won't feed them right uh, that sometimes you say sit down in that seat uh, and you're going to eat these carrots but I don't like carrots uh, but carrots uh, have the vitamins in it uh, that's going to be good for you but mama I don't like, I don't like green peas but you're going to eat something uh, that got the vitamins uh, of some green beans uh, and some string beans uh, and see what happens uh, when we don't have the right diet uh, when somebody's too afraid to teach properly and preach properly then you got a whole bunch of the body of Christ uh, walking around with silver teeth uh, and, and molded teeth uh, and they can't chew no meat uh, been saved in the church 15 years uh, and get offended over small stuff uh, why because they can't chew nothing uh, they can't swallow no meat uh, and that's what happens uh, when preachers don't love themselves uh, you got to love yourself uh, you got to know God loves you uh, even if you stutter like Moses uh, you got to say ta -ta, ta -ta -ta -ta, to God I don't care how long it takes you to say it. I don't care how long it takes you to do. You gotta love yourself. Somebody help me preach. You can't love nobody else properly. You can't demonstrate the love of God until you love yourself. I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't care if you was abandoned. I don't care if you were left on somebody's doorstep. I don't care if you was adopted. I don't care if the unfortunate happened to you. After all that said and done, coming in contact with Jesus, you gotta love yourself. Hey, Shandabas, you don't need nobody preaching to you who don't know who they are after Sunday know who they are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday they done got confused oh, God help me thank you sir I feel the Holy Ghost tell somebody Jesus help you love yourself it's hard to preach the love of God when God hadn't loved you first you had let God come in and clean you up for what happened to you and clean you up for what they did to you let God love you first I feel the Holy Ghost and we got too many preachers who need to go back a little bit and say God help me help me to get myself right help me because if not you'll become people pleasers let me slow down y'all pushing me but I thank you y'all pushing me thank you sir you become people pleasers I'm telling y'all I can't preach this strong enough you become people pleasers and people never can grow right because you too afraid of what's going to happen I told y'all a few weeks ago I was on timeline and God's been helping me when I'm out there on Fox News and CNN and I'm in all these threads and I'll be trying to argue with these people about their thoughts. God's been telling me to slow up some days but I, should, I had to go in there and talk sometime but I told you somebody accused me 
of being a fair weather preacher somebody jumped out and said you you a preacher you call yourself a preacher and they've been to tell me what I ain't they told me I was a son of the devil they told me all kind of stuff and I told them let me tell you something I knew who I was before I got on this thread it ain't nothing you can say that's going to deter me I'm not even losing no joy on how you demeaning me I'm not even losing no peace I'm not even going to be stirred up all day as I finish with this post I'm going on to eat some chicken I'm going on by my business why because I didn't come on this thread to get who I feel who I am he already told me who I am so you can't get in this pulpit you can't get in the ministry and not know who you are you got to know who God says you are the truth of the matter it ain't just about the pulpit even no matter where you are on your desk at your job you better start knowing who you are that you are fearfully and wonderfully made that you're bought with the price that you're bought with the blood of Jesus and you're chosen by God you're a peculiar person you're part of a royal priesthood and a chosen generation tell somebody I'm somebody I feel it in my spirit y'all I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me get off my back devil if God strengthened me I can do it if God called me I can do it if God commissioned me I can do it tell somebody I feel that I can I can do all things don't mess with me I feel that I can jumping on me Uh, don't tell me I ain't come here told the people I ain't come here for y'all to make me feel good (laughs) I already knew where I was in Jesus telling me all this kind of stuff (laughs) I tell a man brother I'm fine I'm fine I ain't bothered by you I ain't even getting upset in the thread you know people get upset in the threads they be cussing and all that kind of stuff so you ain't bothering me I'm telling you you got to tell somebody say let God love you come on let's say that let's say let, let God love you let God settle the love and how great you are uh, the other thing that happened besides the counterfeits is once they saw this demonstration of power thank you Holy Spirit godly fear rose in the in the, in the region it says godly fear rose in the region listen to this and people begin to honor Jesus what we need like never before is a demonstration of power that breaks forth so strong in the earth, in the city, that people begin to honor God and honor Jesus. Godly fear, godly fear, when people begin to respect God, when people begin to respect what God does, when people begin to respect God's power, it said fear, the fear of God. We need the fear of God. The power to the people will bring people back in alignment with fearing God when fear listen what fear arose the bible says in this 19 chapter when fear arose in the heart of god it means respect for god it said conversion started to happen people saw the power of god deliverance started to happen it said people brought their occult books one of the signs of conversion is you start giving up your secrets yeah. You start confessing your faults. One of the signs, see, there's all these people talking about I've been changed and we ain't heard no, no repentance yet. All these people, I've been converted. Where your story at then? If you've been converted, where your story? I keep saying it. Ain't nobody saved who ain't got no testimony. If you saved, you got a testimony. Because if, and only people who don't have a testimony uh, of God's power, salvation, are the people who are not saved. But if you've been saved, you got a testimony. And if he's cleansed you from sin, come on, you got a testimony. And these people begin to testify and they begin to confess their sins and they brought 
out their secret sins, things that were entrapping them. They brought out these occult books, pamphlets, and they burned them in a bonfire and before the city and before everybody. And I believe there are people who are stuck in the occult. They are stuck in all types of things. Let me tell you why they're in the occult. Because people like power. You go, why, you go, why do people go to uh, sorcery? Why do people go to witches? Why do people go to psychics? Why? Why do they go? Why? Because people have problems and people need answers. Why? Because people want a man and they want a man to come home. So they go to the psychic and they say, can you make sure my man come home every night? Hallelujah. Can you do something uh, to help my man come home every night? How about he get a deliverance? How about he get set free? Can, can, can we do something for my man or witch that he can't see no other woman and he come home, baby? I don't know what happened to me. I was looking straight and I got bloody. You been looking at the women. See, that's that witch stuff. Uh, but we ain't got to do that. We ain't got to run to no witch. We ain't got to run to no psychic. It's all in the word of God. God got an answer for me. It's all in the word of God. God got deliverance for me. It's all in the word of God. I ain't got to go to no witch. I can get prophecy from here. I ain't got to go to no witch. I can get destiny from from here. I ain't gotta go to the witch. I ain't gotta go to no psychic. We got prophecy in here. Come on. Come on now. You ain't saying nothing. The ushers are prophesied to you. The ministers are prophesied to you. The praise and worship are prophesied to you. We ain't gotta go to no witch. You ain't gotta go to no witch. Oh, I'm, break, I'm breaking some stuff. We got everything we need in the word of God. We got everything we in in the presence of God. The Bible says in the presence there's full of joy and at his right hand there are pleasure forevermore because I ain't got to go nowhere else but in God I ain't got to go nowhere I can find my destiny and there are, two, there are people right now they want power but they won't get the power from God and, 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 and Paul destroyed the power of the enemy he preached so he cast out devils so that people came and brought all their books all them things them books under the bed y'all know what I'm talking about them books under the nightstand <laughs> them things that's hid way down in the bottom of the mattress <laughs> them things that hid y'all don't know what I'm saying huh? <laughs> yeah, like I ain't never been in no sin <laughs> come on out of there <laughs> bring that foolishness out <laughs> get it out from that darkness <laughs> get it out of your house <laughs> come on see sometimes you can't get delivered till you get it out your house Got all these weird looking pictures in your house. Sometimes you can't deliver it. You're trying to move on to a new relationship. And when people walk in your house, they think you're still in your old relationship. Because your old man is still up in the house. Your old woman is still up in the house. And you revisit all those places. So you can't move on to the new till you get rid of the old. And y'all don't think there are people who are stuck. And y'all think artifacts don't have power. See, y'all think artifacts don't have power. See, one of the strongholds that I had, and I tell this story and I'm going to tell it again, is I was stuck on R&B music. I was in the church, and I was a teenager playing for a quartet group. But when it came time for talent shows at the high school, that same drummer that was sitting in the corner playing drums for the revival, when the talent show, that same drummer had his shirt off, a big chain in the middle, oh yeah, playing drums in the midst of the talent show. 
Talk about let's chill, let's settle down, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and that thing was entrapping me to the spirit of fornication. Because all it did is attract fornication. Y'all don't see, I'll testify because y'all still act like you ain't never been delivered from nothing. So now I'm saved, brother. Thank you, brother Bobby. Thank you, sir. Now I'm saved, trying to live for God. Keep wondering while I'm dealing with all this fight in the enemy. Why? Because just as much gospel that I had, and I like good music. My whole family's musicians, so I still just like good music. But just as much a gospel I had, I had so much R&B music. I had UNLV, H-Town. I still had all kind of folks up in there. And don't talk about the 305. I grew up in that foolishness. I grew up in that two live crew. I grew up in that. Y'all ain't saying nothing. God had to dig that stuff out of me. Don't tell me about no artifacts. Just as much gospel, man. And see, y'all don't remember these days. Some of y'all don't remember these days, but some of y'all gonna update you. See, right now you can go in somebody's house and you can have one little speaker in your living room, and people can hear it all over the house. One little speaker, a little bosey speaker, a little one little speaker. It has so much sound. But back in those days, no, our stereo was about J high. We had big old speakers. And y'all ain't grew up in the neighborhood when you really want to crank it up. You put the speakers on the outside. If you didn't grow up like that, you don't know nothing about it. But I had big speakers in my dorm when I was going to Florida State. And on the weekend, when I would clean my house, I would turn up the music, and I would have my speakers booming and basing. I even had, to, I even had my neighbors would knock on the door and say, "Joe, play this song," <laughs> and I'll play this song for the apartment complex. You ain't saying nothing, but at the same time, I was going to church on Friday nights, trying to live for God. At the same time, I was going to church on Sunday, trying to live for God. But I was falling on Monday. I was falling on Tuesday. I was tripping on Wednesday. I was falling on Thursday. Why? Because I still had some artifacts in the house that was holding me in bondage. And the Holy Ghost said to me, get these things out your house. Oh, I said, Lord, for real, Lord, get this stuff out my house. I sat there on the bed with my stuff and I was going through the CD and I don't know about some of y'all keep all my CD cases with all the stuff in the pictures and stuff and somebody said let me see that don't you mess it don't you take that cover out of there put that thing back in there I had all my stuff and I had all my stuff and I was going through remorse I was grieving not in the Holy Ghost but in the flesh I was grieving I was going through my stuff brother Gerard oh my god I'm gonna throw this stuff away but it's you Lord it's you and I'm getting rid of all my artifacts that's holding me in bondage I'm getting rid of them and I said okay Lord we're gonna do this thing for you I pumped myself up I grabbed all those CDs and I went out there to the garbage can in apartment complex slid that big old garbage bin back and I threw them things in there oh and I said I did it Lord and I went to sleep and I laid down but that thing was still in me even though I threw it away it was still in me and that thing woke me up early in the morning and said you better get up the garbage man come in the wee hours of the morning you better get on up your stuff in there if you don't get up I got up with my pajamas on slid myself down that sidewalk early in the morning while I still dog climbed myself up in that garbage can and got my CDs out of there and said Lord not yet cause how many know you'll do some stupid stuff just to stay bound you'll do some crazy stuff just to keep yourself in that situation and I had to get up and put that stuff back in the garbage and I'm telling you right now Get it out of your house. Get it out of your rooms. Get it out of your closets. Get it out of get 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 it out. Get it out of your shot. 
Y'all yeah, know what I'm talking about. I've been there, done that. And they, and Paul had to had to make them people bring all their artifacts of the occult. Because sometimes you may not think about it, but that thing is holding you bondage. And no one know how I know you hold about it. You go to people who don't believe in this kind of stuff. This is how they talk to y'all. This is how they talk. See, that's why people are so deep. People be talking about it. See, that's why I can't do the church. That's why I can't do this stuff. Cause they so deep, and they just as bound as they've ever been. You can't get freedom instruction from a bound person. These people, they so deep. And y'all know how I talk about deep people. When people accuse you for being deep, y'all know what we say, right? We say, I'd rather be deep than shallow any day. People are always talking about, you deep? Well, I'd rather not be shallow. Come on now, you 45 years old, still at shallow, playing with little cups. Still playing with little sand. Oh, Jesus, love me, this I... Come on, it's time to... See, that's what I say when they say, you being deep, well, you being shallow. Get from the shores of Christianity with your little pail and your little shovel. You look funny playing with a five-year-old. You've been saved 20 years. Get out of there. Get that stuff out of your home. Get that stuff out of your lifestyle. These people begin to bring it and begin to put it on a bonfire. And I'm about to tell you, the Holy Ghost is about to burn that stuff up. He's about to burn that flesh up in you. He's about to burn that pornography up in you. He's about to burn that homosexuality up in you. He's about to burn them websites. He's about to burn those click, click, clicks. You ain't got to hide today. Deliverance has come for us. God wants us to free us. And he's going to burn it up. Say, burn it up, Holy see people begin to move into freedom and people begin to move in deliverance and I'm telling you that God is trying to get power to the people there are people who are living in bondage there are people who don't have a fire for the Holy Ghost there are people who have a fire for freedom and we preach this way because I don't want you bound we preach with humility and transparency because I don't want you bound you nobody can say we ain't condemning nobody because I tell my own stories I let you know the devil ain't got no stronghold over me know why because I can tell it <laughs> but I'm telling you God's about to deliver many of you we're in a season where there is power coming to the people where you're gonna get taught how to live free you're gonna get taught you're gonna feel get filled with the Holy Spirit you're gonna see compassion like never before how many know that Jesus loves people? Come on, lift your hands. Even at home, lift your hands. If you know that Jesus loves people, sinful people, perverted people, rebellious people, stubborn people. Come on, how many know Jesus loves people? Paul, even one who was walking in demonstration. I said, how the nerve of God to save somebody who was killing Christians. But how many know God's going to deliver us some more? He brought Paul out of that situation and now Paul is demonstrating power. I can't convey you to you how much I want you free. I know what it is to struggle. I know what it is to fight. But I'm telling you, God wants you free. Husbands, sirs, God wants you free. Men, God wants you free. Men, God wants you free. The world got it backwards. The world got it backwards. The world quickly calls a woman who sleep around with men a whore or some other name called, starting with a B. But never call a man the same thing. 
somewhere in the world society they gave man a badge for being a whore and made the woman bruised in reputation for doing the same thing but the truth of the matter men are horse they're not living right sleeping around horse whoredom we got to break against this traditional worldly hypocrisy where men can go around and do all kind of stuff sleep around act a fool and because all we get is this slogan that he a man the devil is a lie I'm a man and I'm not accepting no slogan that's gonna help me go to hell I'm a man and I'm not serving no slogan that that's how I'm gonna behave and that's how I'm gonna act and the world has allowed men to go sometimes and do all kind of stuff and still keep the badge while we, men, women are trodden down that's a worldly view but God says no men equally wrong equally sinful and man, I'm telling you, God wants to deliver us and make us strong, make us righteous, make us pure. I want everybody standing at home. Let's stand right now for the altar call. Hands lifted. We need more. We need more. We need more. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.